Good evening, good evening. Welcome to episode 17 of the Wulong Talks podcast. My name is Jason, and as usual, I'm joined by my buddies, my partners in crime, Alvin, the big A, the man geek. Say what's up, man. What's up? And of course, the rustic kid, Richard. Say what's up, man. I am high on painkillers right now. What's up? <laughs> yeah, he's literally so high that there's a time delay on his <laughs> on his voice at the moment. <laughs> That's how high he is right now. Richard's on another plane. <laughs> hope you're all doing well, and I hope you've been enjoying our um, podcast. As you probably know by now, but I'm going to say it again. We all of our podcasts are available on various sources and formats now. So for those of you listening to us on YouTube, good evening. Um, to those of you who are checking us out later on via SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, thanks a lot for doing that. Um, don't forget, if you do listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher, to leave us a little review. Um, that really helps for getting, helping people find us and, and getting us out there. So please do that if you can. Okay. Also, like and subscribe, man. Yep, yep. Like and subscribe to the YouTube, please. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah, how you been doing, man? Like, what have you been up to this week? You been up to anything good, uh, Richard? Uh, yeah, I've just been just been chilling, really. Um, I watched what have, what have I seen? Uh, I mean, we'll we'll touch upon Legion and Walking Dead uh, as a standard. Um, yesterday, I watched a film called Captain Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen and Frank Lagala, uh, which which is quite a good film. Um, it's been on my list for a little while, and I managed managed to get the chance to watch it yesterday, and I was generally quite impressed. It was a, it was, I think it was a film with that dot of a topic that isn't really touched upon in society or film. Um, and basically, it's a mother whose wife passes away, and he has to look after his kids and how he looks after his kids. But um, I just like the fact that it wasn't just like a normal single mother again. Not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but I do feel that sometimes, you know, uh, certain genders or races aren't portrayed in a particular way. They always seem to go down one particular path. And I haven't seen a film in a long time where, you know, a, a, a male figure as a father has been portrayed in in, tri- in in quite a good way, in a normal way, so to speak. But um, yeah, but the film is definitely good. I definitely re- recommend seeing it. Cool. Uh, what about you, Alf? You been up to anything, man? Yeah, I played a bit of the uh, For Honor um, beta over the weekend, and um, it was extremely enjoyable. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good, um, and I think it's worth probably blowing forty quid on. I think it's pretty much worth it, even though there are microtransactions in there. It's not pay to win; it's all kind of like skins and that. Um, so, so yeah, I think uh, I think I'll probably drop forty quid on that over the weekend. It's very skill based. It it is quite hard. It is quite punishing. But when you win in a one-on-one. If you're like a fucking king, so Fron has been pretty cool. So yeah, I can't. I, I'm actually quite looking forward to like spending a good, good few hours on it and doing the campaign and then just getting into battles and fucking taking names. Yeah, cool, man. I mean, I've been looking. Well, <clears throat> that's definitely one of the games that's that's on the list. I've been looking out for that one. Um, for those of you listening, I've been trying to get hold of a PS4 and I was saying to myself I was going to do it this month, but I have to do adult stuff like decorate my kitchen and decorate my bathroom and, you know, all of that kind of stuff is um, 
the boring stuff that we have to do when we're pretending to be grown-ups. So um, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. So I've had to push it back. But I pre-ordered a, a copy of Neo, which has arrived, and um, it's staring at me in the cellophane, and it's basically mocking me because I can't play the game. I've got no PS4. So um, that is something I'm looking forward to to banging out as soon as I can get hold of a PS4. But this week, I uh, haven't really done that much geeky stuff I, I had wanted to check out the um new edition of, of 24 uh the i think it's called 24 the legacy um but i didn't get around to checking that out so i'll probably try and do that at some point over the week hopefully and catch up with that uh aside from that i watched a, a movie called enemy um with jake gyllenhaal uh directed by denis villeneuve i think is how you pronounce his name he's french so yeah sounds like that um the film is really 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 weird (laughs) it's basically about split personalities and like the subconscious mind and how the the subconscious mind projects things that that we see and and start to believe are really there when they aren't and it's yeah it's very very surreal i don't know why i've been watching so many surreal films lately i spoke on the last podcast about the neon demon and like now i followed up with this one and it largely just kind of leaves me a bit baffled i just kind of feel like i'm not not very smart when i watch these movies but yeah it was um it was a a decent watch but there's a lot going on in in there um what else did i also do uh oh yeah i also watched the first episode of roots as well um the new bbc co-production of roots uh i have to say i don't think it's that good like it feels like it's I, I can't what, is it roots what roots? it is yeah it's roots roots um but it seems to be lacking something that the american show had uh i can't really tell what it is but yeah i i, I don't know I'm, I'm not too sure about roots i don't know if i'm gonna carry on with that um plus some kind of series tend to make me angry at white people which is not a healthy thing <laughs> so um yeah I'll, I'll skip over roots i think um but yeah that's that's about it for me um obviously it was valentine's day this week as well folks so um i hope you all got spoiled rotten by your significant others and if you don't have a significant other then i hope you spoiled yourself because that's the way it should be all right let's get cracking so uh this week we saw the return of The Walking Dead. Um, series 7 continued uh, on Monday here in the UK. I think those of you listening in the US got it uh, 24 hours before us on the Sunday. Um, so as I said, the series has, has started again and uh, it started with Rick and his community in Alexandria kind of trying to gather up forces to go up against Negan and to, to take them on. Um, the episode, all in all, I thought was kind of patchy. I thought some parts of it were really good and other parts weren't so good. Um, <clears throat> some of the dialogue was really bad as well. And I was trying to remember if, when I'd read the graphic novels, if the, the dialogue was that bad. And I, I don't remember it being so. But yeah, there's just some of the dialogue and it's really cringeworthy. I, I just really didn't know what to make of it, to be honest. But um, uh, Alvin, I'll start with you because you're the resident walking deadhead here so um what did you think of the episode this week um your overall sort of impressions of it and, and where it's going 
Yeah, I mean, it was all right. You know, I mean, it was an all right watch. There was some cool bits in there, especially towards the end with uh, with that barbed wire between the two cars and that. that bit was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I just seeing them like go around trying to get the other communities to kind of come together so they can create a bit of an army and uh, go up against Negan. Um, so I, I like where it's going. Uh, there's no, there was pretty much nothing really special about the episode uh, as a whole. But uh, but yeah, at least we know kind of now as to what direction the rest of the season is uh, is gonna go in, and uh, I'm just hoping it like kicks off near the end and there's absolute fucking carnage. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, long time listeners of the podcast will know. I mean, I'm, I've got a love hate relationship with The Walking Dead, and part of the reason why I, I kind of drift in and out with that show is because they seem to take an extraordinarily long time to get to certain plot points, major plot points that in the graphic novels, they, they kind of deal with very briskly and, 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 you know, they get to the point fairly quickly. Whereas the walking dead TV show seems to love dragging things out um, for an inordinate period of time. And it seems like they're following at the, or loosely following the, the kind of march to war storyline. So for those who've read the Walking Dead graphic novels, um, you'll know, you'll probably be familiar with that. For those that don't, um, it's basically the point where Rick finally sort of snaps and says enough is enough. We're going to have to do something about Negan. And he goes around kind of gathering up forces to, to head into war with, with Negan, basically. Um, but I'm just, I'm just really kind of sceptical about the whole thing, really. I don't know how far it's going to go. Um, Richard, are you making tea? <laughs> so I'm just about to ask that. Nah, I'm, uh, it sounds like I'm in it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Put me on a I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, are we boring you that much? It's a, a fetish. It's a fetish. It's a fetish. Um, no, no, no. I'm just sorting out my, my pasta. That's done now. Oh. I'll, I'll warn you if I'm going to do anything else. All right. Good, good, good. <laughs> Listeners, I'll make sure that he makes you a cup as well next time, yeah? Um, but yeah, Richard, we were talking about this episode earlier this week. I mean, what were your thoughts about it? Um, basically what you said. I mean, to tell the truth, the, the dialogue, almost pantomime-esque, like it didn't seem, feel like it was even trying to push them, like acting-wise or anything like that. Like there's a bit where I think they're, they're trying to disarm the bombs. Um, from that barbed wire thing, and one of the one of the characters goes to Rick like, "Rick, look," and he just kind of like turns and goes, oh, "We'll make it." But it was there was no sense of urgency behind it. It, it almost felt like a like a like, you know, just a lackluster performance. Um, uh, the episode itself was just a bit of a what's it called, man? It was to tell the truth, just like, "Hey, we've been away for a little while." We know these people are going to come back. We don't really need to put that much effort into it because we know that we've got these people that are invested. That's what it felt like, and I felt that was a, I felt that felt like a bit of a piss take, like it wasn't really treating us as like the audience or viewer with, with you know with that much intelligence. Um, the other thing that I will commend them on, uh, like Alvin said, was the the whole Bob Bob Wire thing of like using you know like the WWF. Uh, clothesline to take out the zombies of the two cars and and, and the wire, um, and the other thing that, that I noticed was uh, there was no appearance by Negan, which I think is good, because um, I think he's easily the best thing in this show since season since season, yeah, season yeah. seven started. But at the same time, you don't want a bit of you don't want overkill of, of a particular character. So um, I think I, I think the only time you hear of Negan is uh, is either when he's mentioned or when he's doing that radio show 
that you hear um, through the cars, which I thought was a nice touch where it does kind of add like the, the type of power that this guy has that even when he's not on screen, you, you actually, you, you know, you can hear him. Like he's, he's almost like a, a force of nature that you really can't escape. And that is the one thing that is looming through the show and you do feel it through the episode. But all in all, the episode was, I think, was just pretty boring, so truth. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, as I said, I feel like it. <clears throat> it's a show that, that likes to take its time, um, uh-huh. which is sometimes a good thing, but in other occasions, it's detrimental to the whole viewing experience, the way it kind of slows itself down right now um, to focus on kind of character development and things like that, because some of the character development moments aren't really developing the character. Um, but anyway, what, what do you think has um, happened to Father Gabriel, Alvin? Uh, we'll see, uh, first I thought, yo, he's, he's fucking gone, you know what I mean? But it, it looks like he wants to be found. So, and obviously they, they think they know where he is. So I'm, I'm not sure as to why the fuck he did it, but I have no fucking clue. Like, I, I don't know how that's going to help anyone. But, um, but yeah, wherever he's, I can guess where he is. And I reckon they're going to go there and find him. But I, I have no idea as to what reasoning is uh, behind it. I have no idea whatsoever. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, his disappearance was was kind of handled in, um, in in a pretty good way. I think I think that was one of the the better elements of of the episode in general for me. So um, yeah, it does leave kind of like an interesting mystery um, hanging over things there. But um, what about death predictions for this season, guys? Who do you think is gonna bite the dust this season? Um, Rich, do you have any guesses for who you think might go? Um, I don't even know, but um, but just quickly, when you when you're talking about the disappearance of Father Gabriel, you see when he's in the car, is there somebody sitting in the car with him in the passenger seat? That's what it looked like to me. Did anybody else notice that? Um, I didn't notice anyone else. Notice it to be honest. No, yeah, like the silhouette, it, it looked like someone was in a car with him. Disappeared there. You know when they were back at the um when they were back Alexandria, where they're at the like the food store or whatever, where the store or the food, that if they would know who's, yeah. who's missing, it would be Father Gabriel and someone else. But they only mentioned Father Gabriel. No, 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 but, no, but it, 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 doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be somebody from Alexandria. That, that's what I'm trying to say. But it just looked like, it just looked like there was somebody else who's who with him. Who's he interacted so just, with outside of Alexandria? Huh? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just telling what I... For him? No, go on. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, I was just asking if anybody else noticed that because I uh, j- just the way how, like I said at first, it looked like he was turning coat and just like and just shitting himself and just like saying, okay, you know, f it, I'm gonna, you know. At first, I thought he was packing the stuff and gonna run off to Negan, and then, um, and then obviously when he left the note with the with the Bible saying I'm at the boat, whatever. So I was thinking that you know maybe there's he's actually working in cahoots with somebody. That's why he's gone there. Maybe he's got some inside information. I'm just saying that because I'm, I've never, I'm not a Walking Dead comic book reader. So I'm just telling you know what what I can what I can see on screen. I could be completely wrong. There might have not been anybody in a car. Could have just been the shape. But I just thought um, I just wondering if anybody else noticed that as well. But obviously they didn't. And maybe I was high on painkillers yesterday as well. So uh, as for death predictions, uh, to your original question, Jay, um, I don't know, man. I reckon they might kill off. I reckon they might kill off Carol or Morgan, maybe. That'd be good. Hmm. Good to see one of those two go because they just kind of like just seem to be like plodding along, 
So, you know, they're going through this whole thing where it's like they don't want to do anything bad, you know, but they're always going to be pushed into that position where they have to go against their, their, their codes or, or their ethics. And I reckon it's, it, that, that last final um, thing that they have to do will probably result in maybe one of them being killed. Like, you know, go out, go out like, a true, like a, a true good person. Because if they keep on doing this whole thing of like, I, I don't want to be a pacifist, I want to be left alone, that's going to get old real quick because it's getting old. It's kind of getting old right now. So I reckon that it'd be good to let them, one them at, at least one of them let loose and maybe go out in a blaze of glory. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose it's possible they could do that, um, throw a curveball. But I think with, um, with Carol, um, it, it could happen because... It, it's, I mean, she's long dead in the, the comics. Long dead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's possible they could, but Carol's proved to be a really popular character with the audience. Um, and although they got rid of Abraham and uh, Glenn earlier on in the season, um, I'm not sure if if the fans are ready to, to take another like major death after that. So, for me, I think possibly Sasha, because... Uh, she apparently is has been cast in the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery, um, and apparently she's going to take the lead role as well. So I'm assuming that's going to take up a lot of her time. So there really isn't going to be much time for her to be kind of um, straddling The Walking Dead and Star Trek, I would imagine, um, especially if Star Trek gets like a full series commission. Um, I know the, the lead writer yeah. of The Walking Dead was saying, oh, you know, that um, we don't worry about the other cast members' um, side projects, is what he called it. Um, <laughs> you know, we talk around that. But personally, I don't see how, in, in her case, if, if that's true, that she is in um, Star Trek Discovery and she's the lead character, then I don't see how that's, that's going to work. So, yeah, I think Sasha might be one who bites the bullet. Um, yeah, Carol is, I think, I guess is a possibility. Um, Morgan, I don't know, because Morgan's still alive in the comics now, I think. I mean, I haven't read the um, the last uh, volume of The Walking Dead, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Morgan's still around. Um, so, yeah, that would be quite radical if they, they did kill him off. Um, but his character is kind of one who I think is, is going to be quite key to this, because I think it will be his kind of turning around from his pacifist position to, to actually going into the conflict and, and saying, you know what, we need to do this. Um, I think it will be that that kind of triggers Ezekiel to, to kind of get involved and, and then things escalate from there. But I guess we'll see. Alv, um, did you have any thoughts on anybody? Just the same one that you said, which was uh, Sasha, because yeah, she's in Star Trek Discovery. So, mm. so yeah, surely. I don't know. Unless they're filmed at different times of the year. I can't see how she can be in both. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem like the the kind of um, commitment that can work. But oh well, we'll see. Um, listeners, if you have any thoughts on who you think might die, then let us know on our social media and give us a shout. Um, uh, yeah, we'll have the conversation. All right, let's move on. Well, uh, we also had another big series um, come out, a new series start this week uh, called Legion. Um, which is based on the X-Men comic for people who know the character and for people who don't. Um, now, I didn't get to check this show out this week, unfortunately. I had a few tech problems, but uh, Alvin and Richard did. Um, so, guys, I'm going to leave it to you to kind of um, take it away with, with Legion and kind of tell us what you thought of the show and where you think it's going. But um, firstly, Richard, if you don't mind, could you just give like a little bit of 
uh, kind of comic book context as to who the character of Legion is or what it is and, and what that means? Yeah, um, I mean, basically Legion is uh, David David Haller. He's the son, I mean, this is just off the top of my head from what I can remember. He's the son of uh, Professor Charles Xavier, as in, the, as in Professor X of the X-Men, and uh, a lady called Gabriella Heller. And uh, he's a... Uh, and he's an alpha level, uh, omega level mutant, I believe. And what it is is that each of his uh, um, schizophrenic personalities has a particular mutant power. So, uh, like I said, if I remember correctly, I think the three main ones that he had, one uh, was a pyrokinetic, so he was able to control fire. One was telekinetic, and the other one was maybe telepathic. Um, uh, he's just—he, I mean, he—he's a good character. There's been pretty decent storylines written off the back of the character. So one of them was, uh, I mean, the, the infamous Age of Apocalypse, in which uh, he uses one of his mutant powers to travel back in time and try and kill Magneto because he blames Magneto for his life going wrong because it's him that he thinks it's him that's influenced Charles Xavier, and you know that's been by Charles Xavier that was never a true father to him, and he ends up killing Charles Xavier by accident and creating an, an alternate timeline in which Apocalypse, give or take, rules half the world. Um, so that was a really good um, um, storyline that was based off him. Uh, there was another one which came out a couple of years, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, and I think it was called, it was called The Age of X, and that, that was pretty decent. Um, He's he's a good enough character, but he's just one of those ones that he's he's just a bit too hard to write. Um, he reminds me like he's he's one of those that he's so powerful, and he's got so many different personalities that it depends on the writer writing him as to make him how crazy he is, how evil he is, or, or how powerful he is. So I think he's the type of person that's good to only bring in sporadically. Um, here's a little bit of trivia. Schizophrenic. Um, Son of Charles Xavier, uh, Charles Xavier, played by James McAvoy, who also stars in Split, who also plays a, plays a schizophrenic, who also has each schizophrenic, um, or each uh, personality, also has um, some form of different power. I just thought that'd be a nice little glitch in the matrix for you people that maybe haven't put two together and thinking that there are people out there controlling us ever so slightly and they're dropping subtle hints and they're mocking us. But like I said, I'm high on painkillers. Mm, I was going to say, you need to dial down on those painkillers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Alvin, what did you think of the pilot then? I really enjoyed it. I, I haven't seen TV shot like this in like in forever. It's The only way I can describe it is like the way they did scene transitions in Scott Pilgrim. It's kind of a similar kind of thing as to what they do in this. Like this show goes kind of like all over the place and... It's just very artistic. It seems like it's very arty and they, and they want to like create like frames and images with things. And it's, it's set in like a pseudo 60s kind of vibe kind of thing going on. And like the first episode, you're trying to kind of focus a lot because I didn't know as to who was real and who wasn't. I was like, look, are any of these fucking people real in this? But then it gets to a point where kind of things become kind of a lot clearer. And then kind of that, by the very end, you're pretty much aware of where you are. But I think with a show like this, that doesn't necessarily mean you are where you are. It's where you think you are. But we'll see as it goes on. But I'm looking forward to seeing the second episode tonight as it's currently on, F on Fox. Um, so that one, when we finish doing this, obviously, I'll give that a watch. But no, I, re I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, very strong, very different from any of the current superhero shows that we've got. Uh, 
and yeah, hopefully it goes to a to a really interesting place because um, well, some of these current shows aren't aren't doing because normally TV just you just film to get coverage and that's and that's pretty much it. Uh, I, bar the occasional like really good effect shot, but this this is very uh, it's very different and it's very confident. But but yeah, overall I liked it a lot. Um, I'll I, I tell you the thing that I liked about about the TV show is um, I I I I always like a story that you know if you take away the title or, or place it in a in a you know in a different setting like you can still get get the point across. In it as like you know obviously it's tied to the X Men universe and they keep on saying Fox and you know and you know so on and so on. You could easily remove all of those titles, all of those subtitles. Sorry, remove um, Fox's X Men or you know related to you know Logan and Wolverine all that stuff. And it would generally just be a good show about a man in a mental asylum. That's what's about. That's what I find really amazing about this show so far. And that's one episode in. And that's and that's also going alongside what Alvin is saying about it just being really well shot. Um, you know the way how it's framed, the colours, the music is freaking amazing as well. Uh, some of the soundtrack reminded me a bit of um, that whole uh, like a bit it reminded me a bit of like the Stranger Things type of soundtrack of that whole synth type of music just playing in the background a bit like John Carpenter. But um, but I think that's what's amazing about the show so far that it doesn't necessarily have to be a superhero TV show. It's just a well-written show and with well-given performances and a, and a really good story. Okay, cool. Have they mentioned mutants yet? I think once. Yeah, I think yeah, they, they did do. in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 All right, that makes me feel comfortable then about watching the show. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that they actually were gonna, you know, go there and start using um, mutants and and not try to be too abstract. But I, I would say, from what I've read online, most people have kind of agreed with what you've said. Really, they, they've um, pointed out how unique the experience is and how it's so different to to anything else um, from the kind of comic book genre uh, that's currently out on TV at the moment. So. It seems like the the kind of thing that is really going to appeal to people and hopefully has staying power. I, I think it's written by a guy called Noah Hawley, who's the guy who wrote um, Fargo. Yeah, 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 he, it is. Um, and Fargo, the TV series, is really good. I mean, the first season is 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 good, but the the second season is amazing. Um, he's a really really skilled writer, and he's good at kind of doing um, slightly dark, slightly twisted stories and and characters that are very complex and you know have got layers upon layers to them so um, I'd imagine if he brings any of that to to Legion it's, it's going to be a, a unique experience for people so cool I'll have to add that to my list to catch up with this week so we'll I'll definitely check that out um, okay let's move on uh, Alvin you checked out John Wick chapter two this week as well didn't you um, did you want to yeah. quickly just uh, give us your thoughts on that yeah, it's fucking sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, just even when it starts off, you're gonna get so much action. Yeah, you, you're just not gonna. It's fucking. It's all mad shit. John Wick is just fucking mad. The first one. This one's to me. I thought there's more action in this second one than there was in the first. Some people di would disagree with that, but it takes its time. There's a lot of action at the very beginning, and then it takes its time to kind of like settle in. We remind you of things. And then it gets kind of back into it, and you're in that whole fucking hit underworld of uh, assassins and hitmen and all that kind of business. And there's just just loads of there's loads of wicked bits. Like, I would love to be able to mention as to what they were, but I don't want to spoil it for you guys, obviously. But there's the one gross bit that you're gonna see that's fucking amazing as well. But overall, the movie's just 
so freaking solid and where it ends it's great as well but it is such a solid action movie like literally i had so much fun just watching it it was just hilarious but yeah wicked film cool man cool yeah we're definitely going to check that out um i think what we'll do is once you and i have seen it rich we'll probably go and do like a spoilers review podcast um yeah sure yeah just to kind of get some some detail and, and to really kind of get our teeth into it so yeah we'll definitely do that but it, folks go check out john wick chapter two alvin gives it the two thumbs up so go give that a look all right well let's move on there's another bit of news that, that came out this week as well um apparently uh, according to rumors on the old interweb um warner brothers are negotiating with mel gibson uh to direct the suicide squad sequel uh, now, as you know, guys know, I mean, none of us here are <laughs> particularly big fans of, of Suicide Squad. Um, but what's funny is that not too long ago, Mel Gibson did an interview and he was talking about kind of comic book movies and he called Batman v Superman a piece of crap, I think it was. Or in fact, I think he even said a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he, you know, he didn't mince his words when he was describing their properties and yet... Uh, apparently, he said, if the rumors are to be believed, he's uh, currently looking at the Suicide Squad 2 script and um, looking to see if it's a good fit for him. So question is a simple one, guys. Um, is this a good idea? Is this a good choice or no? Um, I'll start with you, Rich. Uh, is it a good idea for him to, or would it be a good thing if he came on board? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it would. Like, listen, I mean... I've always said that the thing about celebrities and actors and, you know, directors, producers, whatever, kind of leave what they've done in their personal life or make it separate to what, what they're able to do in their, in their day-to-day job within, within reason. Um, it seems like he's coming off this whole blackballing after those, the, the, you know, those whole anti-Semitic um, drives that he, that he went, well, the little bad time he went, bad patch he went through a couple of years ago. But um, the guy knows how to direct a fucking film, mate. Simple as that. Like, you know, we can name three. I can name three films, or I'd probably even name a really bad film that he's done, which I think would still put him in in good stead to you know to direct like any film really. And um and I think he he would be able to bring a really good grittiness to us to the Suicide Squad that that was that was just missing. You know, um I think he'd be able to I think he'd be able to take it back to the actual Suicide Squad that we actually enjoy reading about. You know, like I mean, I'm not too much of a Suicide Squad fan. But I know, like, you, I mean, you used to tell me about the stories where you, you'd be, you know, reading an issue and a main character would get killed. And that was it. Like, you would be shocked, but, you know, that's the job that they're dealt with. Whereas as, as opposed to, like, you know, you're watching the Suicide Squad film and you see Will Smith in it. And you know Will Smith's not going to die. You know Margot Robbie's not going to die. So much so, you know, that the majority of people are not going to die, that they add in this cameo character at the beginning who gets his head blown off. Like, don't insult our intelligence. <laughs> And I, and I think that adding in somebody like Mel Gibson as well, who's quite outspoken uh, and quite straight to the point, he's not going to do a shit job. He, he, will get, he will get it done and get it done properly. So I think him coming on, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd gladly see him come on. Yeah, I think, I mean, hey, look, whatever you think about the guy, um, and, you know, I'm not necessarily going to come on here and defend Mel Gibson because, boy, like... <laughs> The things he's done well we all know the things he's done but i mean as you said richard the, the guy knows how to direct a movie there's there's no doubt about that um and if there's one thing that the dceu needs right now it needs somebody who knows how to direct a movie properly and how to tell a story properly 
um, and Mel Gibson can do that in spades. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen Heartbreak Ridge yet, but you know, it's given the the reviews it's got, you would imagine that um, he hasn't lost any of that ability to tell a, a compelling story. Um, you know, the one movie that popped to mind as soon as I kind of heard this news was uh, Apocalypto, um, which was the one kind of set during uh, the Mayan uh, times. I don't know if you guys saw that. But um, that's like one of the best, literally, if you boil it down to its ingredients, it's one of the best like chase movies you'll ever see. It's just <clears throat> like it's breathtaking from start to finish. And, and that's before you add in the cinematography, the effects and everything else that um, they brought together on that movie. It's just, it, it really was a, just an, an incredible experience. So if he can bring, you know, 50% of that to a property like the Suicide Squad, then that's going to be a, an, an immediate massive improvement on what they've done previously. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense to me. Um, Alvin, what did you think uh, about this? Did you think Mel Gibson's a good choice as well? Um, I, think, I think it's an interesting choice, but... I, I, I like find it difficult to kind of like I don't know try and see like his reasoning as to why he'd be interested in such a project because to me I always assumed he was um, someone who dealt more in realism rather than heightened realism or any kind of exaggerated realism uh, so I I really don't know I really can't I can't I can't tell I can't imagine it that's the thing like I'm thinking in my head it's not that he wouldn't do a good job or anything like that but would it fit in with what we already know the DCU to kind of be like uh, in terms of look and whatnot and aesthetic? I, I have no idea as to whether, I, I don't know, I just can't can't see him just doing a normal kind of big movie. Like I thought he'd be more the kind of independent film kind of guy. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a strange, um, strange set of circumstances, as I said, given his quite vocal mm. opinions of, of what they'd done with the the DCU's biggest film to date. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's strange. I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand how it's ended up in that situation. But yeah, I said I mean I think if he brings at least fifty percent of what he's capable of, then it's going to be an instant improvement, regardless. But yeah, it is a, an odd one to get your head around. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, like the, apparently the rumor says, if it's true that they're in negotiations at the moment, so. I guess over the coming days, we'll find out if uh, Mel Gibson's going to be the next director to um, commit career suicide at DCEU. Oh, did I say that? Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I, I, sorry, DC fans. Okay, um, let's move on. So, oh, and speaking of career suicide, <laughs> we come to our next um, piece of, of DCEU news. So apparently a few of you listening might have heard that uh, a film journalist called John Campier, who works over for Collider Movies. Um, he broke a story on, on one of his regular internet shows that he had heard from three separate sources at Warner Brothers that uh, Ben Affleck basically wants out of his contract with Warner Brothers uh, and does not want to play Batman anymore. Um, nobody has, has officially has commented on this. I'd, I'd be surprised if anybody actually does comment on this uh, one way or the other. But apparently, according to, to Campier and these free anonymous sources, that is the case. Um, so, guys, the question I'm going to put to you, and I'll put it to you first, Alvin, is um, what happens if Ben Affleck leaves the Batman? Uh, I really don't think it matters, to be honest, because I'm pretty sure that there's a hundred other guys that would like to take on that role 
Um, so recasting, I, I don't even think that would really be an issue. Uh, I think Warner Brothers will probably want to kind of get the film done as quick as. So if he leaves and they're able to cast someone else pretty quickly, I think they're just going to continue ahead with the script that they've already got and then just pull out the film. I don't, <laughs> at this stage, I, I don't really think they're bothered about quality. I think they're just bothered about getting a pitch to the box office, box office and then and then hopefully making loads of money and then not being bothered about what critics or the the public say in regards to ratings of the movie. That's what, that's what I think. I, I literally just think they'll just recast and not be bothered. I think the only people that will be bothered are people who really like Affleck's Batman. But, like, I mean, recasting a major character kind of in a franchise, the only one that comes to mind for me, obviously, is, like, with Ed Norton and um, what's his name? Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo, uh, becoming the Hulk. Uh, that's it. But even that one wasn't even, like, a major kind of, like, I wasn't really bothered. But this is Batman, you know what I mean? So... Hmm. So I don't know. It would be quite jarring for people to see if that actually happens, but but I kind of understand why he would do it because with his last movie that just came out not being received so well, and you know everyone's always asking him about Batman. Surely, Sad Affleck is now pissed off Affleck, and, and like maybe that's the reason as to why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be, man. It could be. I mean with this whole like situation i mean i've been talking to a a friend of mine about this and we've been talking about it for like the past sort of two weeks about the state of of the dceu over at warner brothers and you know this friend was saying that it it just seems like something is fundamentally wrong at, at warner brothers and whoever it is who's in charge of um the dceu there i mean we're told it's jeff johns but <laughs> frankly i'm i'm yeah, like it hard to buy that yeah i find it very hard to buy that it's him who's calling the shots over there um but something just seems to be fundamentally broken there that they can't seem to keep hold of talent like talent just seems to want to up and leave uh so i don't know i don't know anyway richard um what do you think man about this news and where do you think it leaves the dceu i guess and um, sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like you can't take this stuff seriously anymore because it's just it's just becoming a train wreck. It really is. Um, but yeah, Richard, um, take it away. Then. To, to to tell the truth, I'm I'm actually I mean, if it is true, I'm not surprised. Uh, just for the simple fact that, like, I mean, I'm I'm that guy that watches. You know, when when someone comes out to make a new film, I, I'll watch the interviews. I'll watch the press. You know, the press interviews on whatever chat show and then stuff like that, or whatever like you know internet you know reviews they do. And and that's the thing. All he ever gets asked about is the Batman is the Batman franchise. Um, the accountant was was good and did quite well from from what I know of. He played that gangster. Yeah, I think that that that, that just got slated. And um, so I don't blame him. You, you need to take into account that if you're thinking about it, like okay, maybe celebrity wise, Ben Affleck isn't built for that life. Like he, he's not. Like he's the last time when he was like really really in a limelight like that. He was going through, he went through bad shit and then ended up, you know, up getting with Jennifer Lopez and then being thrust into a different type of limelight. As much as he is a celebrity, he's he's you know, he's that guy who, who just wants to make films. And I and I think that once again, I reckon he's probably he was probably sold a dream by Warner Brothers saying, Yeah, you know, you sign on as Batman and you do your thing and then he just completely forgot how much you know how much headache he's going to get and how much of a, a part of, of of his life this is going to be and, and i wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the things that pushed him over the edge especially if you think about it that 
they're kind of using him as as the as the linchpin to build this DC expanded universe or DC cinematic universe off. As much as Superman still was the first film, like everybody is is more stoked about about Batman. That the bat sells no matter what. Superman will will always do well, but the bat sells is is a is a proven fact since freaking since bloody you know nineteen eighty nine. You know reinvigorated the franchise, or the, or the character should I say? So. I'm not surprised that that he's he, he that he's jumped ship if he has, um, and then on top of that, like like you guys have mentioned already, with Warner Brothers just wanting to make money, that that's what it looks like. It looks like they just want to make money, so he probably or maybe might have had like you know a particular idea which he's always been saying, you know, and then all of a sudden he's just done a big three sixty and said that he wants to leave. That can only mean one thing. Obviously, you're not seeing eye to eye, so you know, um, can he be replaced? Yeah, I think he can be replaced. He played a he played a good Batman. I don't think his Bruce Wayne was amazing. I, I don't think it, I don't think it was. I think so far it was is the best interpretation of Batman that we've seen now that we've had all these different types, and it's the closest to the Arkham games. Games apart from let's say like the animated series is probably the best kind of Batman we've had in a, in the past few years, in my opinion. Some people probably say Christopher Nolan, so I think that's what works in his favor. But is he? the best Batman? Is he the best person to direct it? Is he the best person, you know, to play the Bruce Wayne? That's still all up in the air. So that's probably a lot of headache, a lot of stress on his shoulders, man. So I'm not surprised he's kicked off. Yeah. I guess we'll all just have to see. I mean, this news came like literally almost 24 hours after it was said that that they'd found a director for the Batman um, who's going to be Matt Reeves, the guy who did uh, Cloverfield and um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which I really love. Um, and he's doing the new one, The War of the Planet of the Apes as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the hell's going on uh, over there, but they really need to sort their shit out. They really do. Um, because it's it's getting kind of embarrassing. I mean, John Campion made an excellent point. Um, and I know this, again, is going to piss off the DC fanboys, and I'm sorry, but... It's true. Um, Campia said, you know, if you compare what is going on with the DCEU and compare it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the most controversy Marvel will have, have had to deal with is Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man. And mm. you know, that only happened because Edgar Wright had been working on the character long before the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm. actually got going. And then once it got to a point where they were ready to do mm. Ant-Man, the character and the type of story that Edgar Wright wanted to tell didn't really fit with the larger story that they were telling within the MCU. And that's where they, they parted company. But that kind of thing happens, you know, a lot in, in Hollywood. It's not an unusual thing for that to happen. But that has been the most shocking thing they've had to, to deal with. Whereas with the DCEU, it's almost like, you know, there isn't a week that doesn't go by without a story about somebody not being happy with a script, somebody not leaving a a, um, a role that they were attached to, somebody, you know, saying they were going to direct and then leaving after like three months of work, scripts being doctored. It's it's all, you know, it all sounds like chaos. So as fans, we, we hope that they sort this kind of stuff out and, and give us the kind of characters that we want to see. But, you know, we, we don't really hold out much hope at this point. All right, well, that's going to bring us up to the section that I know all of you listeners have been waiting for. So if you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you'll know that uh, Richard, first of all, was grilled remorselessly by me and Alvin about 
his geekdom and the kind of things that he likes and he didn't like. And, and hopefully you all got a sense of the kind of guy that he is and, and what he enjoys. Uh, and last week it was Alvin's turn. Well, this week it's my turn. And I actually wish I had like the Mastermind theme tune. You guys remember Mastermind, the TV show, right? Yeah. 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 I wish I had that. <laughs> so I could play it now. <laughs> so I'm going to step up to the plate. It's my turn. I can't dodge it anymore. So what's going to happen now is uh, Richard and Alvin are going to ask me uh, some questions. Uh, probably some pretty shitty ones. <laughs> so I'm going to prepare myself for that. Um, and hopefully by the end, you guys will learn a little bit about me as well and what I'm about. So Alvin and Richard, I'm going to pass the mic over to you two, man. Um, you guys do your worst. I'm going to step up into the dock. You two take your seats in your judges' chairs and I'll be ready, man. Cool. Right, you go first. Alvin, you want to go first? I just said okay, you cool. go first. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> um, Jason, he said, so we're going to ask some questions. We're going to get to know you. All right, if you could have any actor or actress play you, director, direct the actor or actress in an autobiography of your life, who would they be? Hmm. Uh... Who would they be? Do you know who? Mm, that's a good one. I think I know the director. It um, director, I think probably either it would have to either be Ken Loach. Wow. Okay. Or Spike Lee. I don't know which one of the two. Spike Lee because he makes things look pretty and he does that tracking shot where like the camera pulls along on someone's face and that looks cool <laughs> yeah we'll go with spike lee um yeah spike lee to direct it and who to play me uh that's um i think adrian lester actually okay adrian lester can play me. yeah from uh hustle yeah he can play me i, I okay. feel a lot of myself in him yeah Okay. All right. Okay. So, just, so just a, a brief breakdown of the of the reasons why. So, Spike Lee, you obviously spoke about the tracking shots. Like, so, you think he he your life as it stands so far right now? Yeah, I think with um, if if I was to look at my life from you know the the magnificent day of my birth up to this point, uh, I think his his kind of visual style and the way that he tells a story with um, lots of monologues and direct shots to the camera would be quite clever because the, I used to talk to myself like knowing I still do talk to myself every now and again people think I'm crazy when they see me on the train you know I'm telling you but I, I still do it um and I think he he likes he favors that a lot with his kind of filmmaking um so that would probably work for me so yeah I think that kind of thing and also because I said he'd make everything look pretty so even like the the kind of bullshit and the stuff that I had to go through as well he'd make it all look good so I think Spike Lee, yeah, for um, he would be the guy. Uh, Ken Loach, I guess because he's got, um, initially I, I was going to say Ken Loach because he, he's very good at those kind of kitchen sink type dramas for um, American listeners. Kitchen sink drama is a, like an old term uh, that we used in Britain to describe kind of low budget things that were dramas that were kind of told set in one room, usually in a, a council flat or, a, you know, an old dilapidated, dilapidated house and had like few characters in it and just had lots of long uh, dialogue scenes and things like that. 
Um, and because I like kind of talking and, and getting into to detail with things, I, I think that, that might have worked. But as I said, I don't want to bore people, man. And, and Spike would at least make it look cool. So, yeah, it would be spiky for me. Okay. okay. Oh, nice, nice. Cool. Right, right, this question. What cancelled comic book would you bring back and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, cancelled comic book. Yeesh. That is a good one. Ah, you know what I'd bring back? I'd... <laughs> <laughs> as much as I cussed this off in um, the Guilty Pleasures podcast we did episode. I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> I want the Midnight Suns back. <laughs> I want the Midnight Suns back. <laughs> That's what I want. As much as it was shit, I don't care. I want it back. <laughs> um, the Midnight Suns, for those who don't know, it uh, was like a kind of mini series, really. Um, and it was a story told over uh, several issues of uh, Ghost Rider. And it featured Ghost Rider, Blade, uh, Hannibal King, uh, Johnny Ketch, um, sorry, Johnny Blaze, because uh, he'd lost the spirit of vengeance by that point and it passed on to, to Danny Ketch. He still had a gun filled with Hellfire, which could blow demons in half, which was just like amazing. Um, and yeah, they were basically just like this kind of ragtag group of of demons and vampires and and ghosts. And uh, their job was to kind of keep all of the the kind of creatures from hell from uh, ripping a, a hole in in the fabric of of time and space and and coming into our realm. Um, and they'd also team up with Doctor Strange now and again as well, and with uh, Jericho Drum too. Um, and it was just awesome, like the the. The dialogue was atrocious, absolutely atrocious, but the visuals were so good. Um, I mean, there was a, another Spirit of Vengeance character that they added, which was just called Vengeance. I don't know why. It was literally the most pointless character ever. It was some Italian-American detective. His name escapes me now, but uh, literally he'd get pissed off about some unsolved murder, that case that he was working on, and turn into Vengeance and then go and like beat people up. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> like, you're not even making any effort with this. Like, <laughs> like there's, there's nothing. You just, oh, I'm so upset I can't have solved this homicide case. I'm going to go crack some heads. <laughs> and that's literally what he would do. But um, it was just brilliant, man. I just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved all of those um, visuals. Plus, I was, growing up, I, I read a lot of kind of like horror books and, and things like that. I mean, one of my favorite books of all time is is Dracula and it still is um so it, it you know I, I've always had a kind of interest in like gothic horror and things like that and with the Midnight Suns it kind of captured the best of of both worlds for me because it was that kind of gothic horror and, and that kind of gothic horror storytelling but in a comic book um and in the Marvel universe as well so it was like you know my mind was blown so um for me yeah it would have to be Midnight Suns, I think, is, is what I'd want back. Okay. Nice, nice. All right. Okay. Thank you for that. Albert, you happy with that? Yeah, yeah I'm happy with that. Well, I'm not exactly happy because I kind of guessed that he would say that. I thought he'd pick something else, but yeah, I have to be happy though, don't I? Okay. All right. Uh, okay, then. My turn. 
Well, uh, this this question is actually from uh, one of our listeners, St. George. Uh, what's happening, St. George? Thank you for the question. And it is, what is your favorite piece of geek memorabilia and why? Uh, favorite piece of geek memorabilia? Hmm. You know, there's. it's funny because I was going to say... Um, I was going to say the the free um, katanas I've got on my wall, but mm. actually, no, they're not my favorite. My favorite piece, um, and this is really soppy, everyone, so um, grab your hankies. But um, my favorite piece is the Bowen bust that uh, Richard bought for me, which was, um, it's actually Black Bolt, the leader of the Inhumans. Um, it's a really, really detailed piece. Um, people who know kind of like the, the Bowen work, I mean, maybe some of you who, who are listening don't know, so I should probably just explain that um, Bowen is a, a company that make kind of busts of, of comic book characters. Um, and they're busts that you can buy and display in your home, like statues and, and things like that. Um, and this particular one is is just, it captures kind of like Black Bolt's stoicism perfectly. And, you know, there's a kind of like a quiet determination to the, the, the actual statue when you see it. Um, it. The way that it kind of, it, it captures Black Bolt's character so perfectly is, is, is really just mind blowing considering it's just a statue, but it, it does it, you know, brilliantly. Um, and on top of that, it was really cheap as well and worth a lot of money. <laughs> so that, that always adds a bit of um, a bit of extra incentive for me because I'm I'm a bit of a skinflint, as, as those who knows me will, will attest to. But yeah, I think the Bowen piece that I have um, is is really amazing. So yeah, I think that's the one for me. Um, definitely, yeah, the Black Bolt statue is, is brilliant. Plus, he's the leader of the Inhumans, man. I mean, the, you can't get better than that. Right. You really <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's the one for me. Okay. Uh, cool. Are you happy with his answer, Richard? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Listen, you know me. I'm vain. Yeah, yeah. And, and any, anything that he, that involves me in any way, like I'm happy with that, man. The vanity's <laughs> kicking in. So yeah, that was that was Jason's birthday <laughs> present. So yeah, man. Right. I'm, well, a, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm I'm appealing to your vanity, Your Honor, and hoping that it works. So yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we uh, we always say negative things about the DCEU on this podcast. I think it's time we actually say something positive. So, Jason, pick mm. one: BVS or Suicide Squad, and actually say as to what elements you enjoyed of whichever one you picked. Oh, Jesus. Um... Crikey. Uh, I think mm, that's tough, man. <laughs> um, God, if I had to pick one, do you know what? If I had to pick one of the two, um, it would have to be it would have to be Batman v Superman, probably just purely because Wonder Woman's character, because of Wonder Woman's character, I think um, 
it's probably the one thing that I kind of enjoyed in that movie was was Wonder Woman's um, depiction. Like Gal Gadot, I was not happy at all when she was cast. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, you know, I, I really because I all I knew her from was the Fast and Furious movies, which she beautiful, but she she stinks the place out. So when she was cast as Wonder Woman, I was like, my God, what are they doing? Um, but when she actually came on screen for the first time at that party, uh, Lex Luthor holds for whatever reason, I can't remember now, but um, when she first appears in her first scenes with uh, Bruce Wayne in that party, she actually really kind of captured a, a part of Diana Prince's kind of inner strength her her sensuality her kind of her kind of determination and and you know she, she actually really kind of embodied that well within that short space of time and she didn't trip over her dialogue <laughs> and i was like okay like this is she's actually surprised me she's done better than i i would have thought um her introduction in in towards the end of the film as well is really well done so i've got to give zach snyder credit for that um her theme song just is the shit like it's dope her theme song is is just the best theme song i've heard for a character in ages um so yeah i'd have to go with batman v superman um and that that really pains me because i do really like the suicide squad um you know i think i've mentioned it before on previous podcasts but it's you know, one of the, the comics that my granddad gave me before he passed away was um, his Suicide Squad collection by John Ostrander. And, um, you know, I really love Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad was something I was really looking forward to. So I think when the movie actually came out, I think it, it kind of crushed me really just as to how bad the, the film was. Um, whereas at least with Batman v Superman, I said I could look at it and, you know, as terrible as it was, Wonder Woman kind of was the one, you know, solitary positive that I could take from from the movie. Um, so yeah, if I had to choose one, uh, it would have to be Batman v Superman. But that obviously means I'm going to have to sit through fucking two and a half hours of gobbledygook in order to get to the bits that she's in. But yeah, so be it, I suppose. So yeah, Batman v Superman it is, I guess. Fair enough. Cool. Richard, what are you putting in the oven? Why are you dropping baking trays and that? Isn't it? Oh, no, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's me just hiding up the kitchen. <laughs> Putting well, chips in. Do some chips. If you need to hire Richard to clean up your house and make you tea or anything like that <laughs> while we're recording podcasts, I'll, I'll put his details down at the end so you could, you could call him up and he could come. <laughs> I, I, char- I charge extra for the for the made outfit, you know, just to let you know, just putting it out there, man. Dude. Nothing in this world is for free. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, who's next, man? Okay, so uh, well, it's obviously just going to be me because since I haven't lost the lot, lost the last one. Um, okay, All right. There were so the question I'm going to ask you two ways, and you can pick. I'm going to I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to give you a choice. If you you can if you could have any sidekick or you know or partner to watch your back, who would it be? So that's the first one. Or you can be 
or you can be any sidekick or partner to anybody else and who so who would you choose to be your mentor okay so oh right so i could choose one out of the the two questions i can either choose who i would want to watch my back yeah or who would who would i follow so who would i be the psychic for is that what you're saying that is correct okay cool um hmm. yeah that's a that's an interesting one um that is a really interesting one actually uh who would i you know what actually can i um be the sidekick for somebody yeah of course you can yeah yeah um i want to be the sidekick of um detective tequila tequila chen from <laughs> i probably uh, end up dead very quickly i was just about to say that that guy ends up in, in gunfights for fun <laughs> but it would be a blast um <laughs> basically for, for those of you who haven't uh who don't know what i'm talking about there's um one of my favorite directors is a, a guy called john woo um the hong kong filmmaker he's um very famous uh, particularly from sort of the early 90s when he started to make what people refer to as gunfu movies, which were basically kind of action movies with lots and lots and lots of guns in them. Um, one of the, the kind of classics from his body of work is, is a movie called Hard Boiled, which um, stars my uncle, Chow Yun-Fat, um, <laughs> Tequila. And uh, he's just basically like John McClane, but if it's possible to be cooler, then cooler. Um, <laughs> and he just shoots people for fun, basically. He like his guns never run out of bullets. He can like dodge bullets. He can fly through the air, catch two guns, and fire them at the same time. It's like the it's just cool, like so so cool. Um, so for me, I would love to be his psychic. I'd be like the kind of <laughs> you know who I'd be. Rich, Rich, remember yeah. remember this joke, Rich. <laughs> I'd be like um. You know John Travolta's psychic in Face Off. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, we'd be we'd be speeding down the the streets of Hong Kong. Like he'd have the siren on. He'd have like a whiskey in one hand. He'd have a bloody fag in his mouth. A toothpick on the opposite side, driving the wheel. And I'd be <laughs> holding onto the inside, going, "God damn it, Tequila! You gotta get us killed! You can't play chicken with a goddamn lorry!" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I walk into the middle of some blazing gunfight and then said I'd probably get shot first time out anyway. There you go. Um, but at least it would give him motivation to then go on and go into some spectacular shootout in a hospital or something like that and kill thousands of guys. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd probably be, I'd be his sidekick if I could because it'd be a laugh. Why not? Shooting guns while flying through the air is fun, people. In slow-mo. In slow-mo, yeah. don't forget. In slow-mo. With doves floating around in the background as well. There's got to be doves. <laughs> You ready for the next one? Yeah, man, I'm ready. Shoot. Okay. In your many decades of gaming, mm -hmm. what game has given you the greatest satisfaction when completing? Hmm. Hmm. That is... Um... 
Wooey, that that's a tricky one. Um, that is a tricky one. Yeah, that is tricky. But you know what? I'm going to go old school with that. Um, because there's some games like I've played that have been like a lot of fun, but then when you've got to the end, it's kind of like not lived up to the hype, really. Um, no, no. In fact, you know what? I'll go with a modern one instead. Well, fairly modern anyway. Um, I'll tell you what game gave me the most satisfaction recently um, that I completed. Not recently, but fairly recently. Uh, Sleeping Dogs. Oh, you clocked it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, got to the end, finished it, was super happy. The reason being, I got like, you're probably going to tell by these answers anyway, listeners, and those of you who know me will, will know this already, but um, I'm a real big fan of like kind of Hong Kong action movies and uh, the the kind of themes and the kind of culture around it and sleeping dogs is is basically like a, a love letter to those uh, those kind of movies it you know combines uh, kind of martial arts and big shootouts chases and all kinds of things um but also it's really really clever as well in terms of the way that it does it in, in the gameplay and stuff um, anyway, I got completely sucked into the story of that one. Um, I was determined to to make Wei Shen get revenge. And um, eventually I managed to to get to the end and to face uh, Big Smile Lee with his scar face. Um, and I managed to batter him and, and beat him up, bang up his crew. And at the end, <laughs> um, I got made a red pole. I got made a real life Yakuza. Um, sorry, not Yakuza. Oh, that, that's a big faux pas. Triad. <laughs> mm. Sorry, any Asian listeners. Triad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got made a triad. And I was like, I'm an actual triad now. <laughs> like, I sat <laughs> smiling like, 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 I'm a, like I'm a real life triad. Like, <laughs> like I could go to tea houses and, like, and, and, and order tea and, and smoke cigarettes in the corner of the room while scowling at everybody. Uh, like you know the, the the feeling I got from it was just amazing. So yeah, I think for me that that has to be probably the one. I think. Um, although honorable mention will probably go to Super Mario Brothers Three, um, because that was that that's a real game that I absolutely love. I I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe it's the fact that you get to play Mario in a raccoon suit and like that just tickled mm. me for some reason. I, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, Super Mario Brothers three was was is probably a close second, but yeah, Sleeping Dogs, I think, um, yeah, that gave me the most satisfaction, man. As, as said, I was I was a red pole, man. Like I, you can't beat that. Okay. Is that it? Is that it for questions, Alvin? In fact, Alvin, are you happy yeah, with the answer? We have six in total. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with the answer. Yeah, but I was surprised Sleeping Dogs yeah. though, because like, yeah, so was I. No, I mean it's just like not that I've I've not played it myself. I was interested in playing it back when it first came out, but like I've never heard anyone really big it up before. But but yeah, you sold it to me. Maybe I'll get it on Steam when it's on sale at some point. Oh, I imagine it must be on sale by now because it's, it's probably on sale now. You probably get it for like no, three ninety nine or something. Anyway, but like, you can probably get it for like two pound at Christmas, innit? So mm. just wait till then. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I asked bloody hell. Wait to, yeah, but there's wait, no point. Like, no, 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 no. I've got like 30 games on my PC that I'm not even fucking touched yet. Listen, about, don't try and justify it. Don't try and justify it. I just justified it. I did 
It's time, mate. I ain't got time to do that. It's not time. Listen, if you've got 30 games now... Why am I going to buy it cost... and then not play it, mate? Yeah but, yeah, but if you've got 30 games now and it costs £2 you know and you buy it, you know it's still what? not going to play you it. carry on because you know what? You're high anyway on these fucking antibiotics, yeah. You're talking <laughs> you don't even know it. So, you know what? I'll let you continue yeah, you're it. Back. No, you're a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. <laughs> how I hate you. You're using your microwave, yeah. Have we still got enough time for for some more questions, or, or should we move on? Move uh, on. I think we're we better move on, really, because we've we've still got a little bit to cover. Um, oh, well, how many questions is it? Is there one more question, or? Raven, do you have do you have another one from? No, I don't have another one. No, I asked all mine. Well, I say all mine. One of them was not mine, but two of them were. Yeah, we can fit in one more, Rich. Okay, 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 okay. Give me two seconds. Let me see. If, let me see if I've got one. Just I'm gonna go silent. Two seconds. So can, you know, now between. What? Oh, I thought you had. I'm something. gonna. No, Richard, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's there. No, 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 it's there. It's there. I just need to no, double check no, no, no. it because I thought you had something ready. Now, <laughs> Listen, that's why you were asking. Somebody sent. Somebody has sent it to me, but I just. I thought they were only gonna do six questions. No, Excuse no. Me, are you, you going to let me look for it? Are you going to let me look for it? No, no. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, man. okay. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Screw both of you. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's unprofessionalism is a, is on another level. Yeah, cooking, it? cleaning, making cups of tea. <laughs> on another level. Fuck. Anyway, listen, man. Listen, let's, let's, let's move listen. On. Let's move don't, on. Don't, don't judge me. <laughs> so, Rich, you had you did have an audience question that that came in um, this week from us. So, did you want to read out the audience question for the week, uh, and we can? Uh, am, am I allowed to look for it? No, you're not. You should have it ready. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in front of me now. Yeah. Okay. So basically, uh, <laughs> this this is from Pavel. Um, thank you very much for the question, Pavel. Uh, and I think this is kind of timed perfectly of, you know, what with um, the Legion starting and, and Logan just around the corner. But basically, they were said, um, if you could rebuke the X-Men franchise, what would you guys do different? And that's for things like, you know, the cast, the storyline, the villains, and, um, you know, maybe obviously like what they've done with other franchises like, you know, the Marvel or the DC, um, which kind of character would you like to see have their own standalone to maybe help build the universe so that that's quite that's quite a, a, a big question but um hmm. i think between the three of us we could all answer that yeah yeah we can all have a stab at it i mean first things first hmm. for me is um make an actual x-men movie that means not spend 70 percent of the story with one character but actually spend hmm. some time with all of them um you know the appeal of the x-men to to people who are comic book fans um, was the fact that there were many characters that they could attach themselves to. Um, you know, there were different, uh, because each character was treated with the right amount of screen time and, sorry, not screen time, but the, the right amount of uh, dialogue and was just given respect because of who they were. Um, it meant that, you know, everybody, if you ask a get room of 10 people, um, you know, it could quite feasibly, each one of these 10 people could give you a different character that they say is their favorite. 
And the reason for that, as said, is because, you know, the X-Men are treated as, as individuals, whereas with the previous movies, all they did was focus on Wolverine and whoever else happened to be popping off at the time. Um, whilst everybody else was relegated to side characters. So, um, yeah, I mean, initially for me, that's what I would do. Um, what I'd love to see is a return to like the what they did in the comics as well, where they split the X-Men in two um, in the early 90s under um, Jim Lee. And uh, I think it was Chris Claremont who first did it, where they, they split the teams into two, like to X-Men, what was it, X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold. And Gold, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Blue and Gold. Yeah. See, I'd love that. I'd love them to split them into two because then that way you actually get the opportunity to kind of spin off into different franchise movies. So you can have X-Men Gold movies, you can have X-Men Blue movies, and then you can bring them back together and do an Avengers style um, X-Men story. So something like that for me works. Um, for characters to get a franchise, um, Storm, because I think she's just criminally underused it, it like it just woefully underused and she needs to be used better so storm for me and she has an interesting story as well that that people keep overlooking um so yeah storm is definitely a, a, a character that i would love to see introduced in there and and for villains i really don't mind as long as i get mr sinister you know he's one of my favorite comic book villains and i can't believe nobody to this point has even attempted to do anything with him because he's so interested so yeah that's me um alvin uh yeah if i was to uh, reboot <clears throat> i actually wouldn't want it to be a film i'd actually want it to be a a tv series uh focusing kind of more on kind of your like your main original five maybe we'll throw in some other characters from later on down the line in there uh, to start off with to get a bit of the old diversity quota in there uh, and I'd actually set it in the 60s as well, uh, like X-Men First Class, um, but like I said, with the original, original characters and probably kind of be more influenced with kind of really early X-Men stories rather than the, the, the later craziest stuff, uh, just to kind of just give it a different feel, different vibe, but still, you know, have it be kind of familiar as well at the same time. Uh, in terms of kind of standalones that I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see kind of like Bishop, but like done in a kind of 12 monkeys kind of way. You know what I mean? It's like that's, obviously that's, that's really back good. to the yeah. past and everyone thinks he's kind of fucking nuts and all this business. And like, I don't know, say for example, it's the first time traveler the X-Men have ever met or whatever in the film. And so like, they're not sure if they believe him as to whether he's just a crazy mutant with powers or as to whether he's legit telling the truth or whatever. That's, that's probably what I'd want to see. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Rich, how about you, man? Uh, let's say for, for let's say for the team, I would really like to see like an X Force team, and I'm talking like like you know the the recent X Force where Cyclops kind of had you know used them as like like the the Black Ops type of team uh, that that dealt with um, let's say risque risk missions that um, if people found out that it was mutants that were participate participating in it, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, help make mutants seem any more likable and you know to the to the average person walking on the street um i would i would really like that um isn't that what they're doing now though that's what they're doing now but they haven't done it yet that, let's put this that's number one number two it hasn't come out so that's so that's what i would like to see i would like to see the franchise rebooted with that um 
uh, because obviously, you know, we, we've already been introduced to characters like Cyclops, Jean Grey, Professor X and everything. So we could have like a, maybe like another brief, brief introduction to those characters. But, you know, they could come in their own little franchise that comes off this. I'd rather like to see um, the X-Men taken into into a completely different direction. Into, you know, you know, like, like you know, what I've been saying about maybe even though the 60s has been done, but spreading it out over like a, over a TV show, you can really delve into the characters. So I think if I was to go with like a TV movie, I'd make it just balls to the wall and just just really really hardcore. And then and in that way as well, I mean like you could also have Deadpool in there, which would help expand the X universe as well. Um, or a standalone, uh, just one-off character having it, um, having their own their own movie. I think would go with that's actually a really really hard one even choose i don't know i've, I've actually drawn a blank like a, a complete blank that's because they've got a multitude of characters and i'd like to see somebody that's that's been but to use them right if you get my meaning so like jason you said storm i think storm would be a put like that'd be like an, an amazing an amazing idea but obviously that's your idea um you know what i would do i would do a gambit and rogue film and have it like a like a like a duo and maybe have them doing like a like a like a road trip type of thing maybe just uh just chasing something or running away from something and just seeing what they get up to on a day-to-day basis and what it's like being a mutant uh, you know, from two opposite sides of life, just operating on a day-to-day basis, and it just shows what they do when they're not, you know, battling an apocalypse or fighting against Magneto. I'd have something like that, something that would be able to appeal maybe to like, you know, the you know people that like to do some fan fiction and have two characters, you know, fall in love and do whatever they need to do. Something different hasn't been done before, and plus, make those two characters appear like how they should be. None of that. Taylor Kitsch stuff or that room of Channing Tatum playing him or Anna Paquin playing rogue as like a 13 year old like you know just you know treat him like young adults and what young adults do when they're traveling like traveling and they just happen to have powers as well cool fair enough man well thank you for the question Pavel um if any of you ever want us to answer questions specific questions uh then you can always hit us up on the social media we'll let you know how you can do that uh towards the end of the show um, and speaking of social media, that brings us to the question of the week. Um, this is actually becoming one of my favorite spots. We've only done it once before, but it's actually quite enjoyable to see like the diversity of different people's answers that um, follow us on social media. Um, anyway, this week I put out the question. Um, the question was, who was the first TV character you had a crush on? And as I said, we had a, like a, a whole range of answers to this. Um, my answer was Chitara because she was just foxy, man. I'm sorry. I don't care if she was a cartoon character. Chitara is hot. Uh, and nobody will tell me any different. <laughs> and it turned out she was quite popular as well because uh, we had on Instagram, we had uh, my boy Casey So. He said Chitara as well. Um, as did uh, Gohor FX said uh, Chitara as well. Um, so, yep, she was popular. Um, Alvin, we didn't get yours. That way would have been Chitara, to be honest. That's the only one that I can think of where it's, uh, but it stays with you forever, in it. You know what oh, I mean? Hold on. So, hold on. Alvin, I, I thought you said, I thought you said Panther. Did you say Panther? <laughs> we were talking about earlier. You're funny. No, <laughs> fuck it, no, man. I didn't never said that at all. 
Okay. You said it, oh, you're high. You don't even remember. Something. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> you said you want a big, strong guy. <laughs> Wearing braces. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, tight pants, whatever. Let's, let's go through um, people's answers. So, shout outs to all of these people as well. Big yourselves up and thank you for interacting with us, man. We, we love it when you do that. So, we got, uh, let's see, who else did we get? We got um, from the Alex Stein podcast, uh, Danny Tanner from Full House. Uh, Liz Diego said Dogtanian. Uh, <laughs> Dean, the Blue Gooner, said Tila from He Man. Uh, on Facebook, Kieran said Samantha from Bewitched. Uh, good shout. Good shout. Tia said Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. Or Uncle Jesse from Full House, so she was being greedy. Um, <laughs> Jason Priestley from 90210, uh, Beverly Hills, okay, it is. or Angel from Buffy. Um, Dion said Denise Huxtable, oh yes, give me some Denise. <laughs> I second that. Uh, Wumzum from the Broken Elevator podcast, wicked podcast, um, he said Jessica Rabbit, good shout. Uh, lovefood.com said Captain Caveman Mr. O said She-Ra uh, Xena said Crockett from Miami Vice oh wow uh, yeah it, it's, it's the loafers and no socks man I guess yeah it. yeah <laughs> pastel suits bro. pastel suits <laughs> uh, Glenn and her podcast said Daphne from Scooby-Doo uh, Marquita said Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Jonathan said Queen Vanda from Sport Billy. Bloody hell. Like, if you know Sport yeah. Billy and you're a listener, congratulations, you're old as fuck. Uh, uh, fuck, I don't know what the fuck that is. Sport Billy is old, Alvin. It's old, old, old. Old. It started in like the nine, I think 1981 or something like that. It, it, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> Um, Nazia said crying free man uh, Ben said warrior princess seen a warrior princess sorry um, okay I said Starsky from Starsky and Hutch and Richard's sister Kentama said Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell so yeah those were people's first crushes um, so I hope you all uh, felt appropriate feelings when you were thinking of these people again and thinking of the question of the yeah, you, you didn't say mine why, why didn't you say mine why didn't you say my crush oh i'm sorry I, yeah i missed you out go and go and tell the world man how did you, how did you miss me out you read you, you would just get you would just get on me about having the information in front of you and you've got a list in front do you not have a list in front of you yeah do you want to tell the world <laughs> what was, or do you want to just argue over the podcast for the last six minutes <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just making a statement. I'm just making a point. I'm just, you know, just, you know, just saying what you got on me about. So there you go. So ask me the question. You're digging your own hole though a little bit. Oh <laughs> no! Basically, my first crush was um a lady called Jody from a TV show called The Full Guy. Uh, and like Jason said about Sport Billy, if you remember The Full Guy, then you, you're old as fuck as well. And um, Fucking it was hell, just, it was just, it was just, it was just the, the, the white t-shirt the white tight white beater and the short shorts and the blonde hair and like yeah it's like I, i'm actually as i'm talking about her now i can actually remember her 
and yeah, she gave me she gave me different type of feelings at that age, mate. <laughs> like so, yeah, Jodie from the Fall Guy. Anybody who doesn't know her, Google her. Anybody who doesn't know anybody on this list, Google them. Then uh, just wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, everybody who um, participated in that. We had a lot of answers for that one. Um, so clearly, we hit a nerve with that one. Um, and as I said, we're going to keep doing it. So uh, follow us on social media. Um, we'll put out the question of the week at some point next week. Uh, and if you want to get involved, just leave a comment with your answer to the question and we'll read it out on the show and pick up as well, man. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for interacting with us. It, it means a lot, man. We enjoy it. It makes us feel that like we're not talking to ourselves. You know, <laughs> we know there are other people out there who are listening and we appreciate you. So thank you. Okay. Um, well, we're coming to the end now, pretty much, aren't we? Um, yeah. That's yeah. Good, yeah. I think we should knock this thing on the head, really. So, before we go, um, Richard, did you want to give any big up shout outs to anybody or plug anything? Uh, I think I mentioned them last week. One Page Comic. They're on Facebook and on Instagram as well, and they they're basically got seven different comics, but each comic is only one page long and it's a self-contained story uh so yeah that's got some really interesting stories and really interesting art as well so i'd say go give those guys uh, a peep and uh, show some love and uh on instagram the real day walker uh the world's number one blade fan we've seen him at quite a few comic cons um he's currently while not battling against vampires and which is against the big c uh anybody who doesn't know that is it's cancer um I myself have lost uh, a couple of family members to, to cancer, so it ain't no joke. Um, I mean, apart from being a, 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 a massive Blade fan and really good at cosplay, um, he's just a really, really cool guy. Uh, like I said, so run over to his Instagram page and go show him some love as well, man. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Fuck cancer, man. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. Fuck cancer. Yeah. Uh, Alvin, uh, anything new going on with you? Uh, yeah, well, just rendered a new video. Oh, I think we might have lost Alvin there for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just seem to have lost him. Sorry about that, listeners. Well, I'm sure he would have said that he's working on Blue Milk, which is Hello? his YouTube channel. Yeah, ah, he's back. Oh, he's there. Okay. Ah, right. Sorry, I don't know what the fuck happened there. Uh, but yeah, no, I was going to uh, crack a joke, but it doesn't seem appropriate after what Rich has said because uh, we got all serious for a second. Um, but no, yeah, I've just been doing what I usually do. So yeah, I just rendered a new video on that, which is which I'm uploading soon and, and it's stupid and blah, blah. Yeah. And that's for Blue Milk, isn't it? That video, yeah? Kind of, but kind of not. Okay. It's kind of a review, but then it's kind of not. I mean, if well, when it's up, you'll see it and then you'll be like, what the fuck was he thinking? But yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, if you want to check that out, then head over to Alvin's YouTube channel. Uh, it's called The Mank Geek. Um, if you are listening to this on YouTube, then uh, if you go to our channel and look in the feature channels list, um, you'll find him right at the top. You can click on that there and then you'll find his, his channel from there uh, and you'll be able to watch it. But um, I'll normally share it across our Twitter as well and, and things like that when he does it on. So um, if you want to follow us as well on Twitter, then make sure you do that and we'll let you know what's going on with what Alvin's doing. So 
Uh, our Twitter handle is at Wulong Talks. Um, as I said, I'm trying to kind of get a bit better with the Twitter. It's been a quiet couple of days for me. The last couple of days, I haven't really tweeted much, to be honest. Um, as I said, I'm doing grown-up stuff at the moment, and you know nobody wants to hear about that. So I'm trying to keep that to a minimum on Twitter. But I will be tweeting again over the weekend. So definitely, I'll put some things out there. I'm hoping to try and catch uh, John Wick Chapter Two at the weekend. And the Lego Batman as well. We weren't, we didn't have time to talk about that this week, unfortunately. But um, I'm going to try and check it out. And I'll. Well, does that mean I have to go and see that? You don't have to see it. I've well, seen it, and Jason will probably see it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm probably going to have to. If you're going to talk about it, I'm probably going to have to see it. It's just that I just didn't want to be that grown guy in a kids' movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just sat there, surrounded by children. Go rent, rent a kid, bro. Go rent one. Yeah. Go yeah, rent I'm a sure kid. Have got, yeah, have you, have, you got, have you got any friends that have got kids? You know what? I'll do a Mr. Bean and like, I don't know, get a like child-sized mannequin or something and like just dress up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can work. But still, like me, I have no shame. I've, I've no problem going to a kid's movie by myself. I, I really don't. Like, And all the mums look at me weird and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Go, it's Batman, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I don't give. I don't give a damn. So, yeah, no problems. No problems at all. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll check that out this week. And what I'll do is I'll put some reviews up on the blog as well. Um, so don't forget you can catch us on the blog at www.oolongtalks.com. Um, we should have some new content. I'm I'm hoping to put up a new martial arts movie madness post over the weekend as well. So have a look out for that, and that will go up on there shortly. Okay, um, thanks a lot, guys, for tonight. It's been fun. Um, I hope you listeners have been able to learn a little bit more about me, you said. Um, Rich, do you want to let people know where they can get you at if they want to cuss you off for your highness on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, basically, on Instagram, you can catch me at Rich Reviews. On Twitter, you can also catch me on Rich Reviews. And then, obviously, we've got the, the website, www.wulongtalks.com. And then we've also got the Instagram, which is... Uh, at Wulong Talks as well. Cool. And Alvin, where can people find you, man? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at BigA85GL. Uh, there is a link to my blog, but I actually don't write on it anymore because I'm fucking lazy. Uh, but maybe that might change at some point. But but yeah, there's all the like, weird shit I've written on there. So yeah, you can check that out if you want. Cool. Wicked. All right, listeners, we'll go and check out Alvin's weird shit on his blog and <laughs> maybe he'll write some more weird shit so you know how this thing goes <laughs> alright <laughs> well we're going to wrap it up man um, thanks a lot for joining us tonight uh, we hope you enjoyed this and we hope that after these last uh, couple of podcasts you know a little bit more about us um, and we'd love to know more about you as well so as I said if you want to get in touch um, shout at us on social media or you can hit us up on email as well we have an email which is wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com so you can always hit us up on there and send us your questions, your comments, anything like that. All right, that'll do it. Let me say goodnight and go and have a drink because my throat is dry. Say goodnight, Richard. Goodnight, Richard. And say goodnight, Alvin. See you later, innit? All right, peace. We're out, people. Laters.